1: Hey, welcome. Oh, Benny, how are you in all this seclusion?
0: I'm oh, doing pretty good, still staying in place. Uh, doing a lot of backyard action as far as. <laughs> don't even go there. I knew you were going to. No, that means just taking care of the property of where I live. No, <laughs> oh, I wasn't going. Okay, yeah, you were. I can sense it already. That's just how giggly you are on a Tuesday.
2: Oh, it's a Tuesday.
1: Pull right. up a chair, everybody. Right. Welcome in. Welcome. I mean, what else are you gonna do? Chime in. Mm -hmm. Let's let's pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. Well, we're international, so maybe go have a grab. Let's see if I can speak English. Grab a glass of wine, a beer, water.
0: It's five o'clock somewhere.
1: It is. It is. And we've got people in Mexico. We have people in Holland. We have people all over Canada and of course all over the United States uh, listening in. I have a new guest for the Gratitude Cafe and I am super excited to bring him on today like I am any guest and we're going to talk about love and we're going to talk about dating and we're going to talk about what love would do and uh, I will get to my guest in just a minute. I wanted to remind all of you about going from crazy to clarity and my template for transformation. Of course, you guys have come to me. I want more wealth. I want more energy. I want more vitality. Same thing. I want to be empowered. I I I I don't want to diminish myself anymore. I want to know who I am. I want to stand in purpose. I want to live my life in purpose. So we've done that. I mean, I walked the talk, I created this curriculum specifically for that. And it's it is all about creating mindsets and strategies so you can reclaim your personal power, so you can stand. In purpose with a frequency that says, I'm I'm loving myself and I'm gonna love you, and there's gonna be boundaries. And I talk to you all about and teach you all about effective communication, creating more energy for yourself, real life lasting change. This will evolve with you, this will last for generations, and there is a new online program, and that you can get at sulonquist.com forward slash the letter C, the number two, and the letter C. Reclaim the essence of you guys and your why not? Why not fill that brain full of tools and love and compassion and, of course, my goofiness. While you are in seclusion, and I, I hate, I hate even saying that, Benny. I don't, because I, I don't like being put in a box. I've been going out and getting exercise because I know I need that for myself. Yeah, just but be I
0: mindful also, of everyone else around you. Know I mean? Absolutely, right,
1: sure. absolutely, be mindful. But seriously, do you want to fill yourself up with binge Netflix, or do you want to fill yourself up? Regardless, if it's me or my guest or anybody else, fill yourself up with value. Uh, that beautiful brain, that beautiful heart of you, and thrive. Uh, Be powerful, be effective. And I love you guys. So go to www.sulunquist.com forward slash C2C. Reclaim that essence of you. Reclaim that personal power. All right, enough about me. I want to love on you guys today like I do every show. And you know this about me. It's a new perspective, new thoughts. It's new ideas. That's why I bring my guests on so you can... Take what resonates with you and leave the rest, to be honest with you. And if there is a squeaky wheel, you hear something in these shows, you hear something in my dialogue, my conversation, or any of my guests, look them up. I mean, I'm giving you the information. There's a reason you have that squeaky wheel inside of you because there's something driving you to learn and to, to noodle, to chew on all of this information. And you're in that process right now. You're learning. So let's give you that education today. Today, we have the wonderful Jonathan Aslay, and he he's, he's one of the focus of America's leading midlife dating coaches, and he has expanded into a deeper, essential philosophy of what truly means to love. And we're going to talk about his just released podcast, What Would Love Say? I believe that's it. We're going to get to Jonathan just a minute. And he's also got a YouTube videos, and he does tons of free education, so I highly recommend You going there as well but before that we're going to spend this hour talking about love we're going to talk about dating we're going to talk about relationships so let me get to jonathan really quick after losing his 19 year old son connor in 2018 jonathan assays grief led him on a soul searching inner journey where he became aware of an often overlooked dimension of the dating conversation he realized that the process of dating reveals the most common emotional health issues faced by many singles seeking a partner, a distressing lack of self-worth, self-regard, and self-love. Ooh, juicy stuff, guys. Today, he's on a mission of encouraging both men and women to fully love themselves with a new book, What the Heck? is self-love anyway this is packed with fun engaging spiritual and personal growth practices and his dynamic mid-life love mastery mentorship that inspires hundreds of people daily around the world so jonathan welcome love Yay, I'm so excited Yay. to be here. Thank you, Sue. <laughs> I'm having
3: my coffee right now. Yay, coffee
1: and water, coffee and water, right? Yeah. Well, welcome, yeah. love. We've got a lot to cover. I, You know, I do the formal bio. I would yeah. like the audience to get to know you. If you would take a few minutes, a little bit of your backstory, just let's have a conversation so the audience will get to know you a little bit more.
3: Sure. So... You know, I, I'm not too unlike a lot of people that grew up. A, I'm a, a, a late baby boomer, a beginning of the Gen X period, where my programming was to go to college, uh, get a job, meet a girl, get married, buy a house, start a family. That was the programming. And in uh, after turning 40, I found myself divorced. I lost my quarter million dollar a year job and I lost all my money in the market crash of 2008. Oh, wow. And, and what was interesting was um, I began online dating as a way to emotionally basically fill the void that was inside of me. I was so empty. And at mm-hmm. first, I began online dating as a way to fill the void. In other words, connecting with women um, because I was so miserable on the inside. And what happened was date after date after date after date, I realized that the problem wasn't the women. The problem was me. And I began doing more research in the area of personal development, self-help, and spiritual work because I was so unhappy. But what was happening during this time, Sue, was I'm talking to women incessantly. I mean, I wasn't even going out on dates. I was just talking on the phone. I was instant messaging. I was, you know, all this stuff. And After a while, I just developed friendships with women all across the country because I was addicted to it. And then they would call me up and say, hey, Jonathan, can I get your advice on how can I improve my dating profile? I want a man's perspective. So I'd give them my perspective. I'd share, you know, how to change their, improve their profile. And then I'd get a phone call three weeks later. Oh, my God, I met a great guy. Will you check my (laughs) profile and tell me what you think? Uh... So I started to give, I started to like read men's profiles and I realized I had a knack for kind of, of understanding the male behavior. I mean, you know, from the male perspective, but that male behavior, and I'd start sharing my advice and they'd go, oh my God, you were so right. He was exactly the way you described. And, and around that time I dated a woman who was an empowerment coach and internet marketer. And I'm like, and I was literally out of work not doing anything i'm like why don't i start a coaching practice because i was helping people for free why not do it for a living and my business was birthed about 10 years ago and i haven't looked back
1: since well look at that yeah something that yeah and you're walking the talk right so you turn something that you truly yeah it's the same for me and i love that and, I, and there's a reason I love that. And thank you for being so vulnerable in that conversation. I know there's going to be some more. But where I was yeah. going with this is the vulnerability of putting yourself out there and having those hard conversations, but also walking the talk. It's like taking birthing information or birthing advice from somebody who's never really given birth. You'll say, yeah, thank you, but, you know. So this is, this is an important conversation. And the important conversation about the lack of self-worth self-regard, and yeah. self-love. Oh, I think that is forever my a bio, journey, right?
3: Yeah, as you shared in my bio, what I realized after a lot of dating advice is pandering to an egoic way of dating. It's pandering to the ego. In other words, I want my needs being met and not coming from a place of love. And what I recognized was, you know, there's an old saying, you know, you have to love yourself before you love another, right? And a lot of people are seeking love outside of themselves to feel good. And nothing triggers, you know, not feeling good like dating. I mean, dating can trigger because if you get ghosted, you get, you know, someone doesn't return a phone call, someone takes forever to call, all these things that trigger our inner anxiety can happen during dating. And when when I began to recognize that when we begin to love on ourselves, we are more emotionally stronger. Then it makes for a healthier opportunity to be in a relationship.
1: Oh, hands down, for sure. And and I mm-hmm. I just did a post the other day about, and it's to the beautiful men and women. I and my conversation is always all all sides, right? And to yeah. if you're asking or requesting from the other partner you make sure that you're looking at yourself and that's how you're showing up as well it's like you can't expect them to be this you know this perfect being for you whatever that looks like if you're not going to show up and and require the same thing from yourself right it's that self-love that you're talking about i want to make sure i'm articulating that correctly
3: no you did very well and and sadly there's this and i said egoic because and and Interesting enough, I talk to women. I'm a coach for women. That's my specialty. And their frustration is always about the men. Their problem is the men. And I, I wanted to say for anyone listening, I get it. Men are frustrating. But what women oftentimes don't realize is they're just equally problematic as well. But, they're, but our ego oftentimes points the finger at the opposite sex instead of looking within and saying, How am I contributing? To my own frustration in this process. Because when we can look inward, when we look inside, we actually recognize that we are part of the equation and it's not outside of ourselves, it's inside of ourselves.
1: Oh, Jonathan. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. It's <laughs> accountability and responsibility yeah. for your own actions and behaviors. So what does that look like? If and I and I talk about this, you heard me talk about my C to C, but I and I do, I walk the talk. And it is about Finding that inner self love and what that even looks like. So if you're coming off of a divorce if you're coming off of a long period relationship or an abusive relationship or just a relationship and you've lost yourself. That was me that I I completely diminished myself lost myself in a 23 almost 22 three year uh, relationship marriage kids all that stuff. And I've talked to countless women and men that it's it is that they lose themselves. So Where I'm going with this is how do you, when you're coaching with women or men, help them to reclaim themselves, help them to refocus that love, that inner love for themselves after they're coming off this going, who am I? What am I even doing? I don't don't know what love is. How can I trust myself again? Right? I
3: think, yeah, exactly. I think first is the recognition, and, and interesting enough, here in the United States, we are riddled with victim consciousness. We are literally oh, yes. riddled with it. I mean, people are sucking on the, the well, yep. I won't say it, but, you yep. know. <laughs> <I>
1: know. <laughs> we'll save that for the I don't know if it
3: was left. safe to say that word, but they're sucking on, <laughs> you know, on victim consciousness. So yes. one is the awareness that, and so, for example, in the dating process, and I'm a man out there dating women, and what's interesting is if I ask them questions about, hey, you know, why did your marriage end? It's pointing the finger at their ex-spouse. And, and by the way, oh, men no. do this, oh, thing. Yeah. They're pointing the yeah. finger. So what it is, is not only do they not take responsibility, they were practically a victim of this experience. And so oh, yes. um, self-love, self-worth, self-esteem says, hey, I take personal responsibility for my choices. And I look even more and I go, how did I even contribute to part of the demise? And if at least you know, a lot of people are going to have a hard time taking 50% ownership, but boy, if you could take at least 40% ownership, then zero (laughs) ownership. (laughs) You're on Uh, the path of loving yourself. Okay.
1: So, yes,
3: because we, I believe that we are not a victim of anything. I mean, and I don't mean that there isn't abuse out there and there are things that happen. Um, I, I get that. But in the most part, from an emotional perspective, when we take ownership, we're actually strengthening our, our our inner self-worth.
1: I believe that hands down 100%. And you're taking your power away. Why give your power away to somebody else that yeah. just does well, they don't know. You're giving your power away. It's like you're, I don't well, know the words
3: I'm looking it, for, it, but go ahead. No, and what's interesting is women give their power away so much and they're afraid of speaking up. In fact, in my book, What the Heck is Self-Love Anyway, chapter one is speak your truth, do it with kindness. I, mm. It's interesting how many women I talk to, they're, they're afraid to speak up because they're afraid that they're, someone's going to run away. It's going to scare a man away. And I'm here to say, this is another chapter in my book, if you speak sincere and from the heart, you can never say the wrong thing to the right person when it's sincere and from the heart. So begin to a, a real practice of self-love is speaking up. And women oftentimes don't do that in relationships, and I'm here to encourage the exact opposite. Speak oh, up. Oh,
1: totally. Absolutely. What you
3: from a sincere and loving place though. There's a big difference, not from a place of demand or expectation.
1: Oh brilliant jonathan yes because i taught and i 100 agree with you i love this well, so and it goes both your ways opening. right?
3: you said that good communication you was one of the first things you said that's what you absolutely. teach and so that's so critically important
1: absolutely and i tell you i'm not perfect and when i get triggered oh my gosh you know it there and it's i fall from grace i get it but it's coming back <laughs> and saying and owning it and saying hey You know what? Give me a minute. I'm taking accountability, but I got to go just take a time out and then we'll come back because I want to speak to the other party with Mm. I I call it the CC's and I coined it because it's cute and it's called the CC's. It's compassionate curiosity. So if you can come Mm. at that conversation with compassion and get curious, it takes the sting out of it, right? Not from resentment. Yeah. Isn't that yummy? The CC's. Yes. Speak your truth with kindness. Most
3: people demand what they want instead of being curious and say, can I have this? In other words, come from a place of a question instead of a place of telling.
1: Mm, That's so much softer, so much nicer. Yeah. Yeah. Speak your truth. Jonathan, his latest book, What the Heck is Self-Love Anyways? We were just talking about the first chapter about speaking your truth. And having a conversation about speaking your truth with kindness. Audience, you guys have heard me talk about the c to c and reclaiming the essence of you. But that is having compassionate curiosity. And that's for yourself and the other party that you're talking to. Speak yeah. your truth with kindness. Oh, my gosh. We were talking, Jonathan, and I were talking about it. it's that inner work, right? It is truly that inner work and finding that... Uh, you know, getting rid of the victimhood, pulling your head out of the sand, you know, realizing that I have the power, I have the tools. And Jonathan, um, his specialty is coaching women. You can find his website at Triple W. I'm going to spell this all out for you guys. And it's also on my website. It's also on my Facebook. It's dot ycom and I'm going to talk about an offer at the end of uh, the show. So that's your teaser. <laughs> so go to John He's also got a podcast that he just launched. So um, I, I'm excited for you for that. And then also the YouTube videos and guys, I've gone on to see his YouTube videos. They're wildly entertaining. They are so entertaining. They really are. And I love your candor. And because we have, you know, FCC rules and stuff here, we, we can't have that candor, but I love it. I and. and Benny Benny's like where's that button where's that button but he's trained me well not to have that but let's go into the let's go into a little bit more about your book what the heck is self-love anyways because that's the basis of any quality relationship
3: so this book was I'll be candid was birthed after I lost my 19 year old son and what I had been blogging about self-love prior to him passing, but I really began to lean into the word love itself. And I remember, um, I remember um, giving his eulogy at the funeral, and I paused for a moment. I said, "I'm going to grieve with love." And what I meant, what I meant by that when I said that out loud was, I could grieve through suffering and pain. In other words, that would. And, and no one would begrudge me of that. I mean, most everyone that hears about, uh, you know, a loss of a child, and certainly if you're a parent, it's like your greatest fear, it's your greatest nightmare, and certainly for me it, it was that. I mean, I, I, I feared it for the 19 years prior to him passing, and then it happened to me. But what I recognized is that as I began writing the book, it really was a reflection of my personal development self-help spiritual journey the decade and a half prior to him passing so when i shared with you i got divorced lost my job and lost my money in the market i was in the pit of despair back then i was so i went to bed wishing i didn't wake up oh and it was that but i i i reached so i've reached the point of almost bottom and then how i got out was a as I said, at personal development, self-help, and spiritual practice. So my book is about encouraging a daily practice as a vaccination to emotional chaos, because by the time he passed away, my my self-worth, my self-esteem, my self-confidence had been shored up. So I could Um. navigate this experience, and because I made the choice to do it with love, because I know... He would never want me to suffer. I mean, I noticed about him. He'd want me to, like, take charge and live life to the fullest, because that's what he did. So by honoring love, I'm honoring him at the same time. And and so that's where the book kind of takes you, is on this journey. A little bit of my son is in there, but it's really designed at the end to begin this daily practice, so you can prepare yourself not just for love in your life in the future— But also the roller coaster that happens in life, because we're going to like we're going through this pandemic right now. We're going through this isolation, this quarantine and such. And when we're emotionally prepared for it, we can navigate it with a lot more strength and grace and inner peace. And that's my invitation is inner peace.
1: Mm, Inner peace. What did you say, Jonathan? You said a vaccine for self-love. Is that what it was?
3: A vaccination to emotional chaos. That's why I wrote the book. I love that.
2: Yeah.
1: Vaccination to emotional chaos. I love that. Uh, Instead of a flu vaccination, let's get an emotional vaccination. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding? Yes. I love that. And, hey, guys, and at the top of the hour, I was talking about why not fill your brain with more love and be more productive and purposeful instead of getting yourself down the rabbit hole of the Junk that's on the news. It's just, and one, it it drives some of my family crazy. It's not my focus. I do not have the news on. I don't watch that TV. It's just not Mm. something I want to feel my energy and soul up. So, guys, you've heard me talk about this. So, why not go to his YouTube channel and start filling your heart and brain full of good quality, purposeful information? If you are in the dating scene, why not check it out? Right? I think you should. I love that vaccination. <laughs> I'm going to use that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, also, I do. By the way, I would just want to share something on my
3: YouTube. A lot of times, I'm introducing so many of the best books I've read on relationships. That's another thing I do. Is like I'm not here to tell you how to do it. There are so many great teachers. Read books. Books have so much knowledge, and they're only fifteen or twenty bucks at the most. You can gain so much from a book.
1: <laughs> Oh, that's, that, that has been my, I have audible, so I'll go work out Okay. and yeah, for an hour, two hours, depending. And I've read the book over and over and over. I love yeah. it. I absolutely love it. But yeah, please go visit uh, Jonathan's um, YouTube channel and also his podcast. And it, and it's just Jonathan Astley and I can spell it all out for you. J O N A T H A N A S L A Y. Uh, I've posted all that on the website. I posted it all over uh, social media to you guys. So it's there. How about this, Jonathan? Let's take a quick break and we'll noodle behind the scenes and get some more um, juicy stuff to talk about. And when we come back, we are going to do just that. Sue Longquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. And we are talking to Jonathan Astley, And we are going to talk more about reclaiming yourself, accountability, responsibility, self-esteem, and self-love. We'll be right back. What is
2: love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Dispenza. I wanted to take a moment and let you know about a nonprofit organization called Give to Give. The give to give Foundation was created by a group of people who have studied my work or have participated in my workshops around the world. And by applying the principles of mind over matter and the mind-body connection, they've created outstanding changes in their lives or in their health, and they wanted to give back. The organization is dedicated to providing the proper resources to those people in need to gain the opportunity to learn exactly how to change their body or their lives. If you want to learn more about the give to give Foundation, or you know someone that needs help, or you simply want to make a donation, visit givetogive.com. Those who give don't always know how to love. Those who love always know how to give. Thank you.
0: The C2C Live Challenge is your way to sustain your mindset after transition and your soul's desire to create and sustain your life on your terms. 2020 is going to be huge so get yourself set up right now with this achieved you'll have real life practical tools and self-regulation and have the answers to self-sabotage stop being taken advantage of saying a respective no and so much more you can do all that while you're taking care of yourself and loving the whole for more information about the c2c live challenge visit suolunquist.com forward slash the letter C, the number two, the letter C, 2020, SO, number two. That's sulanquist.com forward slash C2C, 2020, SO, number two. The C2C Live Challenge. Do it for you.
3: Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150.
1: I love you. What is love?
0: Do you remember what oh, movie that was from? Really, that kind of like catapulted the song again? Do you remember?
1: No. No. Not at the
0: Roxbury, remember? The guys with the heads, you know? Will Ferrell. Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Bobby. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's I an, love It's it. from Hathaway, the group originally, but it kind of rekindled itself. on then that which was just throwback.
1: Yes. <laughs> Bring it back, babe. Yeah. Bring it back. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sue Lundquist here. This is the Gratitude Cafe, and I'm delighted to have you guys here. Like always, we are talking to the wonderful Jonathan Asley, and we are discussing. Well, the the first part of the hour, we've been talking about self love, um, and I guess the whole theme of this show, and that is part of why Jonathan is here, is talking about self love. He is, and his niche, his specialty, is coaching women. and in the dating scene, um, and behind the scenes, too. He's got his latest book, and I'm guessing one of many, What the Heck is Self-Love? Anyways, we talked about his first chapter, Speak Your Truth with Kindness. You guys, if you miss that, please go back. Um, I talked about the CCs, and we're going to continue on with some other chapters in his book, especially pertinent to what's going on in today's society. We've got quite a bit of anxiety, and we've got quite a bit of fear, and uh, I, I think I can talk for Jonathan and myself and say, how about turning off the news? How about all of that and switching your brain to, and your body to one of love and relaxation and of learning and opening your mind and creating that self-love for yourself? We are going to – well, welcome back, Jonathan. Hi, love. Welcome. (laughs) I'm glad you didn't Um, delete
3: me after the, you know, the first half. (laughs) Oh,
1: heavens. No, 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 we won't do that. Um, We talked about taking, you know, we are riddled with victimhood. And I, the audience knows this. I'm audience. I love you, but you're being a victim. And I say that in complete love. Absolutely no judgment. So we, I, Jonathan are here to show you, teach you, bring awareness to you in your life that you have all the power within you. And not only that, we're going to give you tools to help with that. Jonathan has his book. I've got my c to c whatever, the coaching, all of that. But we want you to be accountable. We want you to be responsible. That is going to give you self-love and self-esteem. And yeah, it's a prickly pear. I know that. I've been there. Jonathan has been there. We've we walked the talk. We know what it takes to cross that bridge uh, and and take full accountability and responsibility. And Jonathan said, Hey, even if you can get 40% and I'm sitting here in my head going, take a hundred percent brothers and sisters, just do it. Take a hundred percent of your own and create that self-love and self-esteem. So let's talk about your book. What the heck is self-love? Anyways, we talked about (laughs) speak your truth with kindness and, this is something really juicy. Hear this, audience. Everything happens for you and not to you. Let's have that conversation.
3: Yeah. So where that was birthed was the recognition that, remember when I shared earlier, I lost my job, I got divorced, and I lost all my money in the market. So I could, in that moment, I could feel like a complete victim of all of these experiences. And what was interesting is, You know, at the time I didn't see it, but as I look back, as we connect the dots backwards, is that was all preparing me for where I'm at today. I mean, my my habitual my addiction to online dating helped me become a dating coach. My my depression turned into an empowerment of choosing personal development, self help, and spiritual work as a daily practice. Those things wouldn't have happened, you know. I mean, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I didn't have those things happen. So oftentimes when we're in the muck of something going wrong, there's this belief that our life is just going to continually go south. And yet if we look at life in enough of a continuum, even the bad things, all of mistakes help us prepare us for something better in the future. So I look at things happening for us and not to us, which is a more empowered way of looking at it. Versus a victim way of looking at it.
1: Hands down. Totally agree with you. I'm trying to remember. There was something that I'd said, but we're going to keep it is. It's again, taking responsibility and accountability. Oh, that's it is everything that you are going through is a earned and learned opportunity. I I use the Mm -hmm. word opportunity. I don't even use it. As something else because I, I like using that type of language versus the fear mentality or the victimhood I'm like no it's an opportunity if somebody comes to me and, and Jonathan please speak up for this and they sure. say to me oh my god my life is falling apart so I don't know what to do and I'm like yes perfect <laughs> this is where the magic happens right and they look at yeah. me and go, huh what are you even talking about I'm like oh but just think you're right in the muck. We're crossing the bridge and let's do this. Let's get dirty. Let's get into that accountability and responsibility and let's get you loving yourself. Everything yeah, happens for you, not to you. Go ahead, Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna share. I had an instance recently
3: where I said something that hurt someone else's feelings and then I then I beat myself up for it. Okay. I beat myself mm-hmm. up for it. And at that moment, I thought to myself, wow, what an interesting opportunity to love myself. In other words, I chose an opportunity to say something, and I'm, I, I, I'm going to call it dumb, okay, even though it wasn't dumb. <laughs> I mean, I just said something that was stupid. I, I don't even want to yeah. characterize it that way, but it hurt someone's feelings, right? I wasn't yeah, you're in just my, using an adjective
2: to describe. That's yeah. all right.
3: And then yeah. I felt guilt over it, and then I felt even then I created shame around it. And all of those feelings of guilt and shame. And then I sat and I go, about an hour later, I go, wow, Jonathan, you really chose an interesting way to love yourself today. Because <laughs> it was an opportunity, going back to what you said, which is a perfect. Uh-huh. It was an opportunity to choose love over fear. And I could have remained in shame. I could have remained in fear. I could have stayed. I could have crucify myself and continually beat myself, beat myself up instead of loving on myself. And, and if you think about it, if any of those that have children, we would never let a child beat themselves up emotionally. If they were talking negatively about themselves, what would we do? We would empower them to saying, hey, you're going to be okay. You know, we mistakes happen, all those things you would love on them. So self-love is loving the inner child within yourself. And we're getting so many opportunities every single day. We get so many opportunities to love on ourselves.
1: I love that. And especially right now because we have plenty of opportunity. I think there's so much, and I I believe this, Jonathan, and please, you're welcome to speak up, but there's so much more happening behind the scenes. There's so much more going on and so much more that's going to come to the surface after this because we are thrust into – my fingers are up. Quote the opportunity, if you choose to, to go within and to really start doing the work. Emotional, emotional intelligence, EI. Yeah. What would you? You know, that brings up a question. And then I want to talk about some other chapters in your book, emotional intelligence okay. for men. And I bring this up because it was—it's been a pretty heartfelt conversation that. I want to encourage men, encourage, invite, it's not thrusting it, <laughs> CCs. Yeah. I want to encourage men and myself, too, to gain more emotional intelligence, to, to yeah. really look at that, not from a perspective of, oh, God, I got more I got to do, but... Maybe you can talk to that, Jonathan, especially for men, from men and women. Can we have that conversation, please?
3: Yeah. In fact, I'm going to be shooting a video on this uh, in the next week for my YouTube channel. But um, I haven't haven't flushed it out completely, but it's called The Five Signs He's Emotionally Mature or Has Emotional Intelligence. So... Um, would you like I can share it with your audience? If oh, like, my gosh, the, yes, please. I like, literally
1: want to put that on my dating app. You must be the okay. <laughs> eye.
3: So, number one is your actions match your words. In other words, you you know, this is from the four agreements, you know, and be impeccable with your word. In other words, if you say you're going to call, you're going to call. That's a sign of emotional intelligence, you know, that you live up to your agreements and that yep. sort of thing. So, um. And while that it's hard to notice it very quickly, I mean, someone can certainly be consistent and then that can change, but at least pay attention. Do actions match words. Number two, and we've already talked about this, is you take responsibility for your choices and you're choosing victor consciousness, victor. I'm a victor, not a victim consciousness. That's number two. Um, Number three, I call it fighting fair. And what that means is he's learned mm-hmm.
1: so, um, I know. to be in a
3: healthy, yep. happy relationship. Um, conflict resolution is hugely important. So learning how to fight fair means I don't always have to be right. In other words, I'm going to listen and accept my partner's point of view. I may not agree with it, but I'm going to listen and accept it. And that's a sign of emotional intelligence, emotional IQ. Um how many have I done so far? Uh, well, I that guess was I'm, three. Well, That no, was three. Yeah, three. Um, empathy is, is is high on the list. And and certainly people that can actually feel it, it, it piggybacks the fighting fair, but it says I can feel into your experiences. That's a sign of emotional intelligence. I can your feelings matter to me. That's a sign of emotional oh. intelligence. And then lastly, your transparent parents. And what I mean to say is when asked questions, you don't avoid it, you don't get irritated by it. A lot of people get irritated or annoyed when someone asks you a question. And I'm here to say transparency is the ability to be able to take in a question and offer a response to it versus going, you know, avoidance on it of an emotionally intelligent person leans in. Oh,
1: God, I didn't mean to talk over you. But, yes, that is so, no, no, no. so important. But speaking your truth, and I want and that transparency, because I find for myself, if I'm in a heavy conversation, heavy meaning emotional, uh, and good, bad, or indifferent, it's just a heavy conversation. Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry, Benny, I had to cough um give me the moment and i want to give the other person the moment to process the question and to think about my compassionate response because i want to show up with love my intention is to show up with love and compassion versus i you know if they ask me a heated question or not even heated just a heavy question that i'm i go inside and i'm like "Ooh, am i being triggered hang on i need a minute to just process that question So what I'm saying is in that one of five, that transparency, I think that's super important in the conversation, but I think also to add either side, give them the opportunity to answer in their own time. Well, yeah. Jonathan, what do you think? Yeah,
3: yeah, because there's a difference between either, I mean, getting, avoiding the question altogether or deflecting a question. In other words, it's one thing to say, hey, I need time to process that. That's, That's a healthy emotional response. I'm like, oh. That's a, like, I'll give you an example. And this isn't, <laughs> this isn't exactly, but in the dating realm, I sometimes, before I meet a woman on a date, I'll text them a message saying, Hey, I lost a child. And the reason why I do that is it's one thing to hear it in the moment. It's another thing to read it and then have time to process it. Okay. Mm. Cause that's a heavy thing to process someone who's lost a child, right? That's, So I rather give them an opportunity to prepare. So I'm aware of that enough because when you hit someone with that during the, you know, you're talking on a date and by the way they ask you about their children and I go, well, I have one in heaven and then bam, the energy drops, right? Because that's a lot to take in. So (laughs) I'm just aware of that. So being aware that sometimes when we, when we give, when we ask a question or we lean into something to give that person space, the emotionally mature person, um, doesn't avoid, deflect, or even get irritated by it. And yes. when I say irritated, I mean to the point of like being accusatory and that sort of thing. An emotionally mature person um, is going to appreciate that. We hey, we all have questions in life, and that's part of that's part of getting to know someone. Is going to, they might have questions about me, and I want to be able to, to you know share from a heart centered place instead of a place of fear.
1: That's all. Mm, yes, yes, and yes. I love that. There was something else that came up. I'm trying to remember. Okay, so we were talking about the five. It was action matches words, right?
3: Yeah.
1: And Take first one responsibility
3: for choices. Yeah.
1: Yep. Responsibility. It's the victor, victor, consciousness versus victim. Yeah. Reclaim your yeah. power, brothers and sisters. Number three, fighting fair. Fighting fair. We use the word "fighting" as an adjective. It's not too. It's it doesn't have the connotation of anything aggressive. It's just fight fair, guys. Come at it with the CCs, the compassionate curiosity. You talk about that. Um, speaking your truth with kindness in the first chapter in your book. What the heck is self-love, anyways? Um, number four is empathy. Your feelings matter. When you can come at this, and I know Jonathan, I have said this, and when it's said to me. Your or our relationship, whether it's a friendship, it's an intimate relationship, it's whatever the quality is, and I come to them and say, "You are important enough for me to bring this up. Our relationship is important enough. I want to have this conversation." That is so loving and so kind, and and it's for both sides, right? I'm taking care of myself. I'm putting up a boundary. Exactly. I'm also taking care of them, right? It's it's a yeah. it's a beautiful beautiful conversation um, that was three fighting fair empathy your feelings matter that's what we were talking about and then transparency do not avoid or deflect a conversation lean into the conversation but also both sides have you know give them time to respond really look at the the type of questions that you're asking i mean if it's the first date i don't know that you want to go into something super heavy unless it's going that way but just You know, lean into it, have transparency, do not avoid or deflect. Something is coming up for me, Jonathan, that I want to talk about. Um, You've got a couple more chapters. uh, Get out of your head and feel your feelings and uh, don't love others at your own expense. But something is coming up for me, and I want to talk to you about this because I've actually written... A lot of my teaching and coaching when I do my live events or my online events, whatever it is, we have massive conversations about boundaries, how to mm. speak. And this is, goes back to the top of the hour when we were talking about, um, especially women, because they don't want to feel like they're letting the other person down or they're going to be left with the boundaries and how to say a respectful no. And that mm. is a huge topic of conversation with me. But I'm, I'm going to spin this a little bit because when you are and it might be a little bit off cue, but I'm just bear with me here. Sarcasm sure. and self-love. Because I hear yeah. and I see in the dating apps, be sarcastic, have sarcasm. And I went and looked at the definition of sarcasm and did my own. It's not I and I'm not I there's sarcasm, but there's sarcasm with funniness that, you know, true sarcasm is meant for the TVs and the jokesters that have the script. I I was reading what sarcasm is and it's a self-defeating. It's not being kind to yourself or the other person. If you guys go look at the definition. So I wanted to have that self-love sarcasm and boundaries conversation. Can we noodle on that just a little bit?
3: Sure. Well, there is another chapter in my book called learning to say no, by the way. So um,
1: of course there is.
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, you know, I like the way Brene Brown talks about boundaries and what that is, oh, is yes. what's OK and what's not OK for me. OK, it's merely saying what's OK and what's not OK for me is a boundary. I, I don't sometimes people think of boundaries as walls, whereas I look at boundaries as an opportunity. Going back to what you shared earlier, an opportunity to express what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And it's, it's coming back from that place of compassionate communication, you know, coming from that speaking your truth, doing it with kindness, because there's a lot of things in life that are okay and not okay for an individual. I think on sarcasm, what's interesting, um, I've Sorry. explored this within myself because I recognize there's an aspect of my personality that actually thinks he's Stupid. Like in other words, there's a there's a core wound inside of me that thinks I'm stupid. That reflects back to when I was in third grade and my teacher told the classroom I was stupid, and that stayed with me even to this mm-hmm. day as a you know man in his fifties. Um, what happens is when I get triggered, I sometimes use sarcasm as a, a, a kind of an avoidance mechanism because I'm mm-hmm. actually feeling shame. So. Um, I recognize that oftentimes sarcasm is hiding a deeper pain within myself. I can only speak for myself here, but I suspect that's true for many as well. Um, versus those comedians that use it in in you know dialogue and and such on stage, they're doing it to get a laugh. But oftentimes, it's really it's 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 touching upon the wound, and it comes out in an unkind way Oh, and,
1: thank you for saying that yeah
3: yeah and i think habitual sarcasm is actually a reflection of some really deep wounds that haven't been healed
1: yep i 100 percent agree i'm gonna actually read what the dictionary says sarcasm refers to the use of words that mean the opposite of what you really want to say especially in order to insult someone that includes yourself yeah or to show irritation and then um it adds or just to be funny however when we're talking and in the framework of what we're talking about
3: by the way i would
2: say that probably
3: yeah i think it's one of both inferiority and or a superiority because that's where it comes out for me it comes out almost in a righteousness that i have to be better than you i'm not proud of it by the way. believe me i do yeah
1: Well, look at, look at the awareness and the vulnerability and, and even just having this conversation is going to put a little tick in somebody's, in somebody's ear. Right. And at least that's my intention. So that was a really good conversation. And it is all the whole umbrella of this conversation is about creating that self love for yourself. And, uh, you guys have heard me talk about this, anything and everything, it always starts with awareness Everything starts with awareness and it goes back to when Jonathan and I were talking about taking accountability and responsibility versus the victimhood mentality. So just Can sit I, in that awareness. Go ahead, Jonathan. Yeah.
3: I, I want to touch upon awareness because this is great. Oh, you know, yes. Awareness. I, I, I would determine that for me, awareness is the recognition usually when I don't feel good about something that's occurred. Usually when it happens it's in the moment, like something happens. And I, in that moment, I reflect upon it because I'm not feeling good. When I don't mm. feel good about something, that is the trigger to go, ah, that's interesting. What caused me to not feel good? And then when I go inward instead of outward, the, the outward is the victim. I'm pointing at someone else. But when I go inward, that to me is the moment of awareness. Feel, mm. Not feeling good about something is the trigger going inward and saying, how did I contribute to this is awareness. And the more you pay attention to the triggers, cause triggers are, are benefiting us all day long. You said it earlier, <laughs> you know, when we get triggers, it's an opportunity, right?
1: Thank and, you, Jonathan. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It and really
3: so, is. And I crack myself up because I'm some days I'm like, okay, God or Spirit or Universe, you're giving me lots of opportunities to love myself. Can you cut me a break? You know, today? <laughs> 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 should, I just, should I just rest a little bit and catch up? <laughs> oh, but,
1: I love um, that. Ra- you know, Jonathan, I say, hey, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm I got the opportunities. Can you and I use this? Can you give it to me in grace and ease instead of grizzly bears? I I said, I'm willing to learn the lesson. I got you. I'm in awareness. Let's have this contract. I want grace and ease, not grizzly bears. Because the grizzly bears usually come when you're not in awareness, right?
3: Yeah. (laughs) Two by fours. (laughs) Yes,
1: Exactly. exactly. Yeah, it's the acronym of that. Yeah, and the awareness, it's so important. It, it really is. And to be able to reflect with what, Jonathan, the CCs in life, right? To reflect yes, on exactly. your insights and to have compassion instead of going to that guilt and shame, what you were talking about earlier. Uh, I want to remind, to remind all of you, uh, this has just been a great conversation. I still want to keep going. We're running out of our time, though. We've got about three-ish, four-ish minutes. I want to remind all of you, uh, his book, What the Heck is Self-Love Anyways?, Uh, He just launched, Jonathan just launched his podcast. What would, what was it? What would love
3: say? What would love do. do?
1: What would love do podcast and the YouTube video. It's all about relationships and, and teachers and books that you've read. And of course yourself. And I have to tell you guys, go and, go and watch him. Fill your head full of tips and tools and positivity and uplifting Um, tips and tools from Jonathan. I I highly recommend it. And of course, go get his book, What the Heck is Self-Love? Anyways, we talked about the first chapter, Speak Your Truth with Kindness. We've also talked about Everything Happens for You and Not to You. Um, We went into Self-Love, Sarcasm, and Boundaries, and he's also got a chapter on that as well. Get out of your head and feel your own feelings and or don't love others at your own expense. What if we end, because we've only got just a couple minutes What if we end with don't love others at your own expense? Because I think that's a good full circle because we started that we started the hour about accountability and responsibility. And that creates so much love and self-esteem for yourself. So don't love others at your own expense. And it kind of wraps into the boundaries, too. So go right ahead.
3: Well, I think of that, you know, uh, in the beginning of my book, I talk about when you're on the airplane And the flight attendant says, in the case of cabin pressure change, oxygen masks will drop. And if you're traveling with others, put the mask on yourself first, okay? Oftentimes, when it comes to love, many people are giving love to others at their own, you know, instead of to themselves first. And so at your own expense is like, hey, if you don't put the oxygen mask on yourself first, you're going to (laughs) not, if you're traveling with small children, they're not going to suffocate and die, but you will. So that's yes. really where that analogy comes from, is that it's great to be a giver, but don't give at the expense of self. And many people do that, and then what they do is they go into martyr consciousness, you know, that victim consciousness. I give to everyone else, and I get so little in return. Well, then give yourself. <laughs> you know, if, I if you're know. constantly saying, I give to others, and I get so little in return, then stop giving to others and give yourself first, and give to others love on yourself and you can love on others as well.
1: Oh, we can have a whole hour of that conversation because again it goes back to boundaries and self-love for yourself because and I talk about this in my course and on the radio. I personally, Jonathan, do not trust people. And and I ask I start and I'm going to ask you the question. How important is it for you to have trust from people? So it's pretty important, I, right? I reckon yeah, well, I'm a little bit different. I
3: recognize that human beings are flawed. <laughs> so well, yeah, what let, I do is well I, under
1: the umbrella of boundaries. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I got to yeah, a them Well,
3: what I was going to say is I trust myself first and foremost, and I'm looking then for trustworthy acts. In other words, if they're consistent. Yes. But here's the thing: human beings are going to make mistakes that could cause us to judge whether or not we trust them and that's going back to actions matching words, words. if it's consistent yep. then they've consistent then i allow for but if it's inconsistent then i'm i'm not going to invest in someone that's all but i look yep, at trust as an individual experience and not necessarily an expectation of another that's-
1: yes yes i love it great and we could continue this conversation but you know what benny's saying we got to wrap it up Oh, Jonathan, it's been an incredible hour. It went really fast, and I'm sure we could keep going with this. And um, I'd love You're invited to come back. I'd love to have you.
3: Oh, I'd be honored.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Jonathan. All right, guys. Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. We'll see you next week. And until then, each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world.
0: If you like the show, help more people find us by adding your review of the show on iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more people we can reach with this inspiring message on the Gratitude Cafe. Simply search for Gratitude Cafe in iTunes, hit subscribe, and add your honest review. It would help us immensely and we'll be forever grateful. It's one of the best ways you can give back to the show with your review. Thanks for tuning in to the Gratitude Cafe. Don't forget, every week is a new show, and you could submit your questions at sulanquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. The show goes live at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in Seattle on Seattle's Alternative Talk, AM 1150. You can also call in to the show at 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Find the live streaming link at suelundquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. We'll see you next week. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.